to the video guys. Um, I'm here today with Barbara Chris from A Wedding Loft. First, I want to say thank you so much for appearing on the show. Of course. Happy to be here. Um, so let's just get right into it. We had a little bit of a warm up before the video kind of began. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Show's over. We're done. Yeah, we're done. Let's pack it up and go home. Um, so, yeah, let's, let's jump in. I do want to start by just asking... I guess I heard that you were once in the wedding industry, kind of before before all this before all this came to be. Mm -hmm. um, I guess could you tell the audience more about that and what what it was that I did? Yes. Yeah, sure. Uh, so I went to school for graphic design and um, communications, mm -hmm. but it wasn't like I graduated saying I'm going to go into the wedding industry and print imitations and you know stationery, but. Uh, I had a friend that was getting married and we walked into kind of like this popular stationery store that offers wedding invitations and I was like, dude, I can do this. Like, you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. it kind of just, she was like, oh, you can? Yeah, I can. So it kind of just went from like, oh, friends and then a friend of a friend and then like five years later, you've got your own like got three printers and you're at a bridal show and like you're done like when I was done so it was about 12 years I guess of that and you did that for 12 years I did it for about 12 years yeah like right out of college I think it was and then um I think I did like 6,000 orders or something Jeez. well because I signed it for Etsy and then Etsy kind of killed my like creative spark because it it's actually just like a factory of like pumping out the same designs over and over again. And as like a creative, once that goes away, you know what I mean? You're, you're kind of just, you're no longer able to like express yourself, so. Okay. I, I've actually, so I know a lot of Etsy, of course. <laughs> I've never used Etsy. Uh, so I'm guessing you just put like a design. Yeah, yeah, so you can, it. yeah, you can create listings and um, you can say, all right, well, here's the basic, but you can customize it if you want. So like if it wants, if an invitation suite wants to be in a different color or maybe have the option to like change the fonts or something, which is great, like if you want to make money, Yeah. but it's, it's actually interesting and that's kind of one of the elements that went into the pricing structure here at a wedding loft is, um, yeah, it's super expensive to have a wedding, like an, an actual like pomp and circumstance wedding. <laughs> yeah, right. But like the actual vendors themselves, or like the professionals that you hire to, you know, orchestrate your wedding. Hmm. Like we don't actually make a lot of money, right? In the wedding industry. In the wedding industry. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, there's certain like categories that do make much more, mm -hmm. right? Um, but when it comes down to, you know, just your everyday, you know, small business owner, it's not like it's buckets of money. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's not, it's not like that, which is, which is interesting. So when we were doing the pricing structure for here, um, we couldn't, like our market or our demographic, like we couldn't charge what, say, one of the larger co-working creative spaces charge, right? Because our original demographic was the wedding professional or wedding vendor okay so we had to you know we did our market research okay well this is kind of where the price point is um there's just a bunch of different things that went into like why it is that we charge what we charge per element i guess there's just so when i say element there's just so many different things that go into this space like podcast studio mm -hmm. photo studios workshop space conference space like all of that we charge different prices for um, and so we kind of had to fine tune like what it is that we charge based on our area and based on our demographic. Yeah. yeah I feel like that's a hard part of any business, oh figuring God. out the right. We're still trying to figure it out. Like, yeah, we're like, okay, well, we're not really booking photo studio. Well, we are, but okay, let's say we're not really booking photo studios. Why is that? Mm -hmm. Right? Like, let's look at the market again. Let's kind of figure it out. How do we adjust our, our marketing or advertising um is it do you do like a twofer do you two hours for the price of you know one or do you do them in bundles like hurt your brain when you actually like have to think about it yeah and it's always probably changing too based on like now yeah and then you've always got to run like like promos and specials and yeah which, I mean, which is great i just 
say like never discount yourself give them incentive right like a yeah. promo is way different than a sale like i never yeah. ever say like like it's discounted um and it's actually very interesting so you on these facebook groups there's always um people out looking for recommendations mm-hmm. of like i need a florist or i need a baker yeah and um i recently like on my own personal facebook page i was like i work so, and again, trust me, I love that people want to refer me or, you know, our members, mm-hmm. but when somebody says, I am looking for a cheap photographer, a cheap baker, right? Yeah. Don't refer me. Like, I'm not cheap. Cheap sounds really... Yes, but that's what they do. Yeah. They're like, I'm like, okay, I understand if you want, like, an affordable. For, like, you want to see that? Word, yeah. Cool. Like, refer me all day, right? Yeah. But don't associate my name with cheap because it's like that saying, it's like, know your worth, yeah. right? Then have tax. But, like, yeah. know your worth. You work really hard to build your business. Yeah. Like, don't discount yourself and charge what you are worth, not what somebody is willing to pay. And yeah. it's interesting. I'm gonna, I'll go off on a tangent. So no. Just hold me back. You but do like, it. Go for it. But, like... It's interesting where the wedding industry is one of the only industries where people think that you can barter or, or you know, uh, what is it, negotiate rates, right? They're like, okay, I want this cake or I want these flowers, but that's none of my budget. Can you do it for $200? Yeah. Never, ever have I been like, yo, Amazon. I can't do this for 200 Can you do it? Do you know what I'm saying? Go to McDonald's. I don't want that burger. Right, for but they do it to us all the time. Like, yeah. And I'm not saying everybody does. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying it's more, it's much more prevalent in our industry. And I have a, lo- a lot of thoughts on that. But the biggest one is that I think because the wedding and creative industry, not creative, but the wedding industry is predominantly female. And females are naturally people pleasers, mm. right? So we, you know, we want to make everybody happy. Again, this is just a general statement, but, um, you know, and we're, we don't necessarily want to be confrontational, right? Mm. And so, you know, we're like, okay, yeah, yes, that's, that's fine. I'll, whatever you're going to pay me, I'll do. Which is... You're saying kind of on the... I guess you, as the person selling it, you're willing to go down in price yeah. because okay, okay. Yeah. I thought at first I thought you meant the female, the women, or whatever. They might want to be a people pleaser and might might want the biggest cake, no, but they but, don't want to pay because oh, yeah, maybe they genuinely can't afford right. it. Right. But they want to please everyone by having the best cake. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. And we had one situation where it was like like for hair and makeup, it was like I think the makeup artist was let's say a hundred dollars, right? And then the the bride was like. I want to, oh, you know, a hundred dollars. I was, I was hoping to only pay $75. Dude, it's $25. Like, you know what I mean? And, and so I said to the, to the makeup artist, I was like, don't, don't discount yourself to fit into what, what somebody thinks you're worth. Right. Like you have to, and I understand like when you grow a business and you're at the very beginning, like even now in this space, like I'm still like brand new in this, in this. Right. But um, and I'm like, oh, you want that space for free? Sure, great. Yeah, have it for free. So it, it takes like a couple of years. You know, it takes experience to get to the point where you're like, no, nah, I'm good. You, mm-hmm. you know. However, and I say this, when COVID, during the COVID area, like, I think that you, like, my belief is like, some money is better than no money. Yeah. Right. So like, yeah. We're okay. Maybe kind of wiggle around. And... Right. Right. So maybe again, we don't discount or sale, but like maybe we offer like a COVID special. Yeah. Not anymore because like we're past that. But yeah. like, I'm just like, okay. Well, if you're if you want to work and your 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 books have been completely wiped out, then maybe you do like a like you charge half for a wedding just because you're creative and you want to like have that creative itch scratched or you just don't want to stop working again some yeah. money is better than no money but normally you'll you'll get to that phase i always call them like baby birds and then teenagers and then veterans like there's certain stages of In your business. career okay, yeah, yeah exactly so like if you're a baby bird 
dude, I'll, I'll shoot, I'll shoot a wedding for a hundred dollars, right? Yeah. Like I was doing invitations and at the beginning. I was literally paying for people's invitations. Like I didn't, I didn't price things out properly because with invitation, there's, there's a lot of overhead because it's mm. material, right? Um, and then you don't factor in your time that it costs for, you know, to design and then print, go to the post office, you know, assemble. It's from opportunity costs that kind of lost with that. Yeah, and then also you don't have the the backbone at that point, or I didn't, to say, hey, listen, I quoted you for a custom invitation suite, Mm -hmm. super low, so now I have to dig into my own pockets to finish this order, right? So that's what I'm saying, where I was paying for somebody else's wedding invitation. Yeah. And it's, so again, it, it takes a, a while for you to get to that point mm-hmm. where like you know what things are gonna cost, but also for you to say, like, I need to start making money on this. Yeah. I'm not doing work for free anymore. Yeah. I once, um, have you heard of this dude, Frank Kern, by any chance? Why do you keep asking me people? I don't I, I, I <laughs> names of fate, like, I, no. Uh, he's, 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 he's a marketer, but he is kind of in the marketing world, a hotshot, a big name. Okay. Um, sort of one of those like kind of classic guys that just goes across every industry. Sure. Um, he did a podcast and he was saying, he, his whole thing is price is more or less arbitrary. Yeah. So he suggested, he thinks most people when they get into business, they're, I guess the logic is start low. And he said that works sometimes. Sure. He's like, but you can also just start high and just go for people. And I'm not saying that you should do this. I'm just saying this is what he said. And yeah. Maybe think I don't. I don't follow it because you get kind of nervous. You know. But he kind of said like, you can just go to someone who is wealthy, and make them all your clients, and then charge them a certain amount. And you're saying like the upside of that is that you get more money. It's the same work. And usually when people spend more money, they're more likely to commit. And not, they appreciate the work you do more. Sure. And he was saying on the opposite end, if you're starting out and you kind of give people discounts or promo, yeah. Well, usually, I think more if you're starting off, you probably call it a discount because you're not savvy. Right. Again, this is this is you, a decade more yeah. of information in my head. Like this, you yeah. know what I mean? I don't ever expect anybody. And this is just my situation it, it could be very different for somebody else and it definitely is yeah. very different because I have a lot of uh, veteran friends that are that have been down the road that I have and maybe see things differently you know yeah so again just take it for what it's worth no no I mean I and I totally agree I personally always do it yeah like all the time um but it is, you don't want to lose this you don't want to lose sure yeah customer or sale or whatever it is no you don't but also like I'm a big believer of like you get what you pay for, right? Totally. Absolutely. Okay. Like if you want, if you buy a Tesla, yeah. You know what I mean? Like that is an investment, just yeah. like a wedding is an investment, and you get what you pay for. So, if you're you know charging X amount, and you're at the high price point of whatever category you're in, right? Mm-hmm. Again, when I say category, I mean like florist, pastry chef, or mm-hmm. you know cake designer. Um, catering, whatever it is, you're at a higher price point. I think people will expect a higher deliverable. Yeah. Yeah. But also, like, they want to see your portfolio. Yeah. And yeah. that's that's a really big thing in the industry. I mean, just in the creative industry overall. And so that's kind of another piece of the pie of as, as to what goes into a wedding loft is we help through many different ways of building a portfolio. Mm-hmm. And that is probably one of like the baby birds biggest struggles is they don't have like the pretty pictures Mm -hmm. or they don't have like the content um to be able to say you know i shot this one i've got girls in here that have never done a wedding before right like that want to do weddings but have never done a wedding but how do you book a wedding if you can't show that you've done a wedding yeah so it's like this nasty like it's like a weird loop yeah it is i need to show that right. I can do this, yeah. but I haven't done it. So that's why so we offer, like, um, they're called style shoots, stylish shoots, photo shoots, where, you know, it's like a mock wedding. Okay. And so, like, if you're a photographer, oh, cool. yeah, so, I mean, I didn't invent it, but we oh. do it here. <laughs> so, but, um, so we do those here. Uh, 
we try to do them once a month, but it's a lot of work. And that's why I always say like the pictures that come out of the, the styled shoots, like that, it is really hard to put it together. It's a lot of planning and, you know, and some of the stuff is, you know, when you look online, um, like, and it's logistically not possible, right? Like what, if you see a photo and I, I hear this a lot from like hairstylists mm -hmm. is like, you'll see a photo of something, but like. It could never actually happen. What do you mean by it? Uh, I'm trying to think of an example. Like, um, I oh, so like I did this one thing. Uh, it was for a winery for like name cards, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, this bride had seen these beautiful like metal name plates sit on like this tiny, and they're heavy, right? Metal, heavy, tiny little like stand. And like she saw pictures of it, beautiful, right? Mm -hmm. But like they tip over, so it's not logistically possible to do that. It's okay. a great photo, but just because yeah. you see it doesn't necessarily mean that it is realistic and able to, you know, endure a wedding. Yeah. So it's good I, in theory. Yeah, and that's why I always say like everything you see online is not real. Yeah, and we we started talking about the um, a wedding loft. Can you, I guess, for anyone that's unfamiliar with the wedding loft, I guess just a brief summary. Yeah, a brief summary of what you guys are and what you guys do. Ooh, the elevator pitch. So, <laughs> um, on the spot. <laughs> I know. I don't know. I mean, I have one, but it's it's pretty long because we are so many different things to so many different people. But uh, essentially, like in a nutshell, we are a creative space to come and collaborate and grow your business. Um, so we have like all the resources um, and spaces to operate your business. Um, our primary demographic is uh, the female small business owner, maybe in the creative or the wedding industry. But it, what's happened is the need for community and the need for a supportive space is, is so great that now like our members and, and people that come in to utilize the space and our resources and services go beyond our original demographic. Okay. Right. So like we were, okay, we're only, originally it was like only wedding industry professionals. Mm -hmm. Right. But now it's gotten to the point where it's like, like, you know, a, a LinkedIn expert or, you know, um, like an author or you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it, it goes it's way past that. Yeah. Over. Yeah. Um, just because they, the need for community again, but it's not it's not just community because you can get that online, right? I mean, I guess maybe from these groups, but it's the physical space because it's that like belly to belly connection, that yeah. face to face, where um, I think that gets lost a lot. But like to be able to sit down and you know if you, if you're just starting a business. And you're a photographer and again like maybe you've shot one or two weddings to be able to sit with a veteran that yeah. has you know 20 plus years under their yeah. belt like it's pretty valuable right there yeah, you know, it's, it's essentially mentorship that it's exactly that so yeah. that's that's another thing that goes into it but then also we have like workshops like um we just and we're having a couple more we just had one where the hair and makeup artists uh bring their contracts mm -hmm. and they compare the different policies and the terms in their contracts to see like what is missing in theirs hmm. and that one was I would say that was probably the most valuable workshop that we had where it's just like we all just sat and you know well what do you do for your cancellation policy well what about your deposit or how about this trial like hmm. how do you handle all that um, and then we have like a bunch of things like lessons learned which is like I have this mother of the bride and she's driving me crazy. Like, how do you mm -hmm. handle it? So, you know what I mean? It's just yeah. being able to have those, that, those resources that are instilled in, that come with experience. Mm -hmm. Um, but also just, just because you're not experienced doesn't mean that you don't have a great idea. Yeah. So it's, it's just a mixture of like, again, all different experiences and career levels and you know just your insights all in one spot mm -hmm. I, I don't know so it's a sort of on the front end a collab space yeah but then on the back end it's also a place where people kind of network and yeah. learn from each other like an incubator yeah, yeah yeah that's exactly what it is um 
And again, like as a, a wedding loss stands right now, um, it is a proof of concept mm -hmm. still. Um, but so I have a business partner, his name's Paul, and he's just absolutely amazing. And he fills in kind of the holes that I can't fill in. So like I'm more of like the creative side, like um, I have an idea because I really kind of know the, the market and the industry where he is, is much more like linear where he's like, okay, these are the policies, the processes. Oh, we need to hire a lawyer. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? So we, we balance each other just out. Logistics oh, guy. for sure. So, um, I always say that like I'm free falling from the sky with no parachute and like he's <laughs> on the ground with a helmet. You know what he's I mean? Right. Like, <laughs> so we balance each other out really well. And, um, but essentially, when I was coming up with the concept, I was just noticing like all the holes that were missing. Mm -hmm. um, and to be able to put everything into one space, and then also to have like a one-stop shop for an engaged couple to come to and be like, all right, you need all your wedding vendors? Like I have, you know, 10 photographers to choose from. Here's like five pastry chefs, you know, here's like three DJs. You know what I'm saying? And like, yeah. oh, like here's ten venues. Yeah. So just to be able to kind of to help guide them um, has been, you know, really nice. Okay. And so that's my elevator pitch, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it does explain mm -hmm. what it is, what wedding loft is. Yeah. Um. So you started out. You said out of college, you were kind of doing different designs for invitations and sort of things along that line in the wedding industry. And you did that for about, you said 12, 15 years? Uh, yeah, about 10 years. 10 and years. then I started to like more, focus more on this. Okay. I, so I guess, how did you, I guess what made you go from doing that to, to this? To this? <laughs> Cause I feel like these are two, I feel like they're related, but they're Yeah, it was burnout maybe. Like, I mean, I, there's a couple of different situations, but there was just this one situation that just, it was, it was the need for, I, I guess also it was, it was meeting Paul, you know what I mean? Like, okay. so he, I had all these ideas and he was able to kind of like contain them and, oh, we should probably have a business plan. I had never done a business plan in my life. So we, we really just started, um, it was like how to take business 101 where we have both been in business forever. Yeah. But, um, so we have a really great relationship with, um, we have a, a business coach, Eric Bird, down at the uh, Enterprise Center, down the street. Okay. Um, George Mason Enterprise Center. Did oh. you tell me about him before? Or Maybe. I don't know, that name sounds Yeah, familiar. he's he's amazing. He's, like, really immersed in the community. Okay. Um, and he taught, like, the business 101 class, and then we took, like, the how to write a business plan, mm -hmm. you know, with him. And then, then I got a SCORE mentor uh, who's just she's just absolutely amazing and then we did like the um we've done a million cups where we kind of just like explain it what it is and then a bunch of uh other small business owners kind of um share their input uh and that was really helpful um so just like and then the the economic development center has been really great and then the town's been really great so just using like the community resources and by the way like almost all of that is free like, and that's what's, like, so amazing to me, like, you, you know, and they want to help, and, like, I don't know, it just seems like people kind of just don't utilize the community services as much, yeah. but literally, like, we, this concept grew through, like, Loudon's resources. Okay. So if we fail, it's on all that. <laughs> it's all loud. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it, when you say free... That's a word that gets me like yeah ramped up because right. score is free. I've never paid for score like they have they have workshops on online. They have like my mentor like I check in every month with her. Yeah, um, I, she literally lined me up with a, a, an incredible lady that um, knows about franchising, and I had a call with her today about franchising. Like it, they're just mm -hmm. resources and connections, but also like so what I been doing is taking all the stuff that I've been learning as I've been growing this business and saying, hey, you know about insurance, mm -hmm. right? And I met you through, how, can you come to Wedding Loft and do a workshop on insurance, right? So like all the, the pieces that I've been kind of gathering along the way, we've been 
putting an offering to our members. Okay. Does that make sense? No, yeah, absolutely. You You're kind of learning. No, yeah. No. <laughs> I'm saying, like, I get it. You kind of, you learn it, you sort of beat the person, they come yeah, in, and they kind of give the information I think people back. forget, like, I'm, I'm a baby bird in this business, right? Like, this is still new. We've already just celebrated our one-year anniversary, so I'm still learning so much. Yeah. Because... And you want to talk about imitations all day, every day, you know, I can ninja through that. I was going to say, this is built on yeah. other experiences. Sure, so. yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, but again, like, I still, I don't value it. I give things away for free all the time, you know, like, um, which, I mean, and again, that, that takes years for, you know, to get to, and I'll get there, but, um, you know, I have, there is one thing, though, that I have learned fairly quickly is, um, People like to ask for things for free. Yeah. Right, yeah. And like, so the one thing that I always say, and it's not to be rude, but it's true, is, you know, people will say, oh, well, can I have an event here? So our space is beautiful, right? Can I have an event here? And I'll get, you know, we'll have tons of influencers and, you know, and I always say, that's awesome, but like likes and follows don't get cashed at the bank. Yeah. Right? Like, that doesn't do anything for me. So, you know, to me, um, so I learned that lesson fairly hard where, you know, it's like, oh, you'll get tons of followers. That doesn't do anything for me. Like, does that pay my rent? Not really. It depends on your market, right? Yeah. Like, like, if if it's somebody that... If it's somebody in the wedding industry and like they're all their followers are mar- my market, mm-hmm. solid. Yeah. Right? Maybe I'd think about it or maybe I can give you a promo rate. Yeah. But, you know, to offer your space or to give up something just because, I don't know, again, like it, it really just depends. Um, but that's like my go-to is like likes and follows, don't get cashed at the bank. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, yeah, I'm still thinking about what I kind of the sidetrack. It's a lot. Sorry, I just like brain dumped. No, no, (laughs) it's it's totally okay. Um, as a sidetrack though, how do you feel about people when things are free? I guess how do you think people value no free? No. Okay, we're on the same page then. Yeah, I say that because me, if I, I feel like there's a certain you have to you have to work for stuff. Well, that is true. I totally agree. But I think some things have been free. They're very valuable. Like uh, the library, for example. I think the library is super valuable because it has lots of books, lots of you can go for workshops. It's all free. Uh, they have an online platform that's courses and it's free. And sure, I, yeah. I get like upset because sometimes people might say, "Oh, I want to get this book, but I don't want to pay twenty bucks to." Yeah, but that's that's that is what they think is valuable, right? Like yeah. that's a relative concept is yeah. what somebody thinks is valuable like for me I, I wouldn't pay any more than like $20 for a cookbook but there are, yeah. are people that would pay $100 for a cookbook do you know what I'm saying like yeah. it's, it's all relative um but I think like the library is a really hard example but ultimately I think people don't value like if you don't have to work for it or if you don't yeah. pay for it, the investment is not there. There's no skin in the game. So right. Yes, and that's one of the things that I've learned really, that was, again, it was a hard lesson, but, um, you know, we would do these workshops and they would be free. And I'm like, this is awesome. People are going to show up because it's free. They're going to find us valuable because we're offering it. It um, goes over their head no. and it's valuable. Cause yeah, it's they don't free. show up. Yeah. Because they there's no skin in the game. Yeah. So, you know, we, we do some free things for our members like that contract class that I was just talking about that's free mm-hmm. but like even if the tickets are like ten dollars like nothing's gonna be free anymore because we invest so much time preparing for these things and then nobody no shows up that. like that's kind of like a kick in the face you know I feel like if you're not the person I feel like if you're a person that organizes stuff and has events like that you get the value in it yeah if you're a person that's never done that ever and someone puts out a free event the idea of how valuable it is just flies right over oh, your head sure. you're just like oh well, it's, it's, free. it's funny too is because like when we shut down the space for like a workshop or something mm-hmm. that is money out of our pocket yeah because we make money by booking the space 
So if we're like, okay, we're shutting down the main workshop room for this event that's free, that takes the workshop space offline for somebody to purchase it. Yeah. So that's why we're like, okay, maybe tickets are only like five to ten dollars, but you know, that's that's X amount of money that we didn't lose. Yeah. So Yeah. There's a certain like economics <laughs> to it. Yeah, it's it, right. I get I get very heated about I've had times where I tried to give things away for free. People, people don't even want yeah, it if it's free. They don't want it. You put in a lot of work for it. And you're just like, oh, I just did all right. this and spent all this time. I could have been doing something else. But, um, okay. So, kind of going back to a wedding loft and you personally as well. I feel like, so you started kind of getting into this industry after college. Um, I feel like, me personally, Entrepreneurship is kind of would you would you consider yourself an entrepreneur as sure. a person? Um, yeah, I feel like the jump into it is difficult. It's a lot. It's different than I think. Yeah. Than most people are used to or what they. Well, they say like, what is it like eighty five percent of small businesses wrap within three years? I mean, yeah. It's, it's a lot of work. Yeah. And I don't think that, you know, people. But also the wedding industry or maybe the creative industry, like the turnover is so high. Right, yeah. like you, you were like, okay, I'm a baker and I'm gonna do cakes, and then like three years, like you just to be an entrepreneur again, just my personal opinion, like it takes something. I think it was like Rachel Zoe that said like, in order to to make it, you've got to get up early and stay out late. I can't remember the quote or whatever, but like literally, like you just you sacrifice so much. Yeah. Right. And like to juggle all of it is it's just impossible um, because like I I have this and, you know, I have I raise, you know, I've got two daughters. I'm a single mom. So like, yeah. So when I'm not with them, then I'm here. And then it's like, oh, I have friends. So, you know what I mean? And I just find like when I focus on one thing, then the other one suffers a little bit. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? It's, like, if you focus on the business too much, the friends, they kind of go... Yeah, they're like, we haven't seen you in, like, yeah. forever. You're still alive. Yeah. Yeah, and so then, like, dating, the like... And... Yeah, right. Like, do you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, it's uh, yeah. just not possible. Like, you can't... So, and then, like, when you're a workaholic, like me, then, like, forget it, right? Yeah. And so that's kind of, like, you just don't know when to stop. And so I think I was trying to tell you, like, I've... I'm trying to set up boundaries for myself where I at least have like one or two days a week where like I am not accessible, but again, like, or I don't like do any work, but that takes time. Like that took like two years to get to where now, like I have people that I know can handle it yeah. while I'm not online. That doesn't happen overnight. Like that is a, that is a lot of sacrifice and a lot of like sleepless nights and, you know, highs and lows. I always say that, like, a wedding loft is my boyfriend because, like, sometimes I love it and sometimes I hate it and, like, sometimes I want to marry it and sometimes I want to divorce it. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. there's all that, those feelings that go into your business and there are some times where, like, I feel like, oh, my God, this is amazing. We're doing awesome. Yeah. And then there's sometimes where I'm just like, all right, let's wrap up. I'm done. <laughs> right? So, um, it's, it's definitely, what was your original question? I can't, I'm sorry, I just, I talk a lot. Right. That is right. a good question. Uh, <laughs> it was about entrepreneurship. I don't remember exactly. The Do I consider was. myself an entrepreneur? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think, I think now though, like an entrepreneur, that word is like a buzzword right now. Yeah. It's used way too much. Yeah. And I think, you know, I mean, you can be an entrepreneur and like 20 years later, you're still an entrepreneur. I think it's just like you're a, you're somebody that runs a business, right? Yeah. I don't really know. Like that's just such a liquid term. Like you continuously start businesses and then you hand them over. Are you a small business owner? I don't really know. Yeah, I feel like there's levels to it. It makes your brain hurt, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> well, I think one definition that I like a lot that I heard uh, somewhat recently, this guy was saying that it's you starting like a business or a project with, I'm trying to remember the exact way he put it, 
part of it basically was you have to actually have skin in the game financially. So some people might now make a YouTube channel with no subscribers or any videos and say I'm an entrepreneur. And I think he would probably say you're not because there's no financial risk. There's no true skin in the game. If you, do, if you stop making videos or if you, don't, if you never make a video, yeah. it doesn't really matter. I think also, I think if you... So the woman that invented Spanx, and this mm -hmm. is all just, I don't know if it's true or not. I think we were talking about this, we, weren't we, we? I think, yeah, like, a few weeks ago or something. Yeah, like yeah. Um, so she, Sarah Blakely, Sarah Blakely, Berkeley, Blake. I think Blakely. Okay, the lady that invented Spanx, <laughs> I read somewhere, again, I don't know if this is true, but like, she quit her corporate job, and like, yeah. she got, she didn't have a safety net. Yeah. And I think, if I had, see, it's definitely nice to have that safety net, you know? Yeah. I think what I've, witnessed is to take that jump mm -hmm. is a it's a very scary thing right so yeah. like if you're married and you have a husband or a wife you know or whatever that can financially support it mm -hmm. then then yeah it's easier to make that jump but i've got a lot of ladies in at a wedding loft that are like on the fence this is pre-covid mm -hmm. so but um that are like i'm so busy with my business that like I could in theory take that jump and get rid of my safety net right because they've built their business where it can sustain you not have having that extra financial or that revenue source okay or income so they're doing two things kind of at once they're doing yeah. the business and then I guess their main job or whatever yeah okay. yeah their real job huh. Which is interesting. And it's funny because... I would have quit a long time ago yeah, if that was but, the case. But you are... I think you're more like... You're like me. Like, let's free fall and see where yeah. you know, it goes. Like, yeah. what's the worst that could happen? Like, you I end up die. living at home. Yeah. You'll, right. You'll, you'll be fine. Like, if you, it'll, it'll be right. annoying. You'll probably feel like, like shit. But... Yeah. But I think... Um, I think ultimately... Well, it's interesting, too, is because, again, the wedding industry, I would say, is its own beast, right? Like, it really is its own its own beast, and um, I think what, like, to say that you are a wedding vendor, but then to, ultim to admit that you also, during the day, are a real estate agent, or like a, you know, a... A title you work at a title company or you're an executive assistant or something like when you they your clients your your clients don't want to hear that yeah do you know what I mean like they want to know that you are focused you are their only client mm -hmm. ever in the history of ever and that's all you care about yeah right which I understand I get that but so what I you know I did this myself is like you start you don't it's like you're living two different lives right like your corporate job doesn't know that you have this creative job and vice versa right yeah. so it's like <laughs> it's and it's it's a very weird parallel so like when you are an employee of say a, a corporate job you know you're just like a little peon yeah and then when you are running your own business and you call the shots it's all on you <laughs> yeah so it's it's very like um what is the word Humbling, I guess maybe to go yeah. from like up and down, but it's also a giant mental fuck. It is, yeah. You know, because you're like, I'm doing so well, but then like now I'm like in, you know, answering emails for like Joe Blow. So yeah, what well, I feel like one thing too is like, I'll call it true entrepreneurship. Yeah. Um, like this is a lot. Um, that I think a lot of people don't really consider is it's all decisions. I would say. Oh my god! Yes. But the critical part is, I think if you're an employee, you're not really making any decisions. Because you don't have any skin in the game. You don't have any skin in the game. If yes. you mess up something, it's on, it falls on your boss that you probably, yeah. you, you're not, you don't care because you're still getting paid. Yeah, you're like, oops, I ordered like 200 reams of extra coffee paper. It's not my money. <laughs> yeah, it's not your money. It's... But like when, when you're here, you're like, oh my God, I spent $100 on a table that nobody uses. Yeah. And you start like freaking out and like, because yeah. that's, it's more real because you have more skin in the game. Yeah. Well, I think part of it, another part of it too, that with the whole skin of the game, it only takes one really bad decision yes. that could just, like, have you seen uh, 
Elon Musk is in view. Uh, did we talk about this? I think, yeah, we, we touched, yeah, a little bit on it. He, he, he just smokes weed and people freak out and all his investors start pulling out and it's like, in yeah. the grand scheme of decisions, did he really make a decision that hurts the company? No. But, but, but that goes into public appearance too, though, yeah. right? And that was a really hard lesson that I had to learn um, is, you know, you represent your brand mm-hmm. and how you interact with people, even not in this space, mm-hmm. it, it matters, right? Because if you have one confrontation, I mean, especially when you live in a town as small as Leesburg, yeah. right? Like people know people that know people. Yeah. And it's like all of a sudden, like you're the crazy bitch that did this, that, and the other. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so like you're, you're, it goes, and that was one thing that like I had to have like a come to Jesus moment with Paul. It's like, <laughs> because you know, your personal life it really bleeds into your professional life yeah right so like if you're like getting drunk at the bars and then you like meet people and then you wake up the next morning and then they walk into your business you're like oh hey (laughs) (laughs) so i think i think that that is probably the biggest (laughs) wake up call that I had is like yeah. yeah you gotta be nice to everybody but I don't want to be nice to, like no you really gotta be nice to everybody because you want this business to survive yeah right so um yeah <laughs> yeah it's uh it becomes a part of you it becomes your identity yes at some point yeah I, I, I do think though to some extent some people I think pull it off well some people I think don't and they They'll say something dumb. I'll put it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just destroys them. Which is like 90% of this interview right here. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> but uh, with it, I feel like this has been very... Real. Yeah. Very, but this is like, it's nothing's, it's nothing insane has come out. Like, there's no weed being smoked or... It's true. Any it's just personal opinion. Yeah. But I, there's some people that like, like we talked about Gary Vee. Mm-hmm. He curses a lot. See, I curse a lot too. I feel and like I'm trying it's... to like hold it in, yeah. but, but I think, um, again, like it does represent, because you do want to come off as best as you can to everybody, Yeah. but I, I fully believe like if you're not true to yourself, then yes. that's super transparent, Yeah. right? But also like, I'm Just kind of in a, all over the place. no, but I do though, <laughs> and that's, that's the problem, when, I mean, it depends on like problem, like to me. Like, I'm never going to be, like, this polished woman that, like, you know what I mean? Like, that's not, that's not me, like, no matter which way you look at it. So, again, I guess it it is wrapped in, like, if you have the ability to, you know, run a business being true to yourself, Mm. cool. Um, But it was, it's interesting because, like, I mean, I do have, I feel like an entire sleeve, right? And, like, like a year ago, I had, like, purple and, you know, green hair. Yeah, right. But that's, like, that's, right now, because of COVID, I don't have colors. It's hard to do (laughs) colors. But, like, that's, that's me. And it, Paul and I would go back and forth of, like, okay, well, we're going into, like, a series, like, we're going into an investment meeting. Mm -hmm. Maybe you dress, you know, you hide your tattoos and, you know, all that. But to me, I'm, like, but that's. That's not who I am. Like, I can only be yeah. like that for one meeting, but eventually the F-bomb is going to be dropped. Yeah. You know? So, I don't know. It, I guess it goes all into, like, your brand. You don't want to create true. or misrepresent your brand because you are your brand. Yeah. See, I feel like now people are so open to things. I think you could probably get away, like, you and just people in general can get the away collective, with yeah. the collective right, yeah right, right. i think you can get away with a lot more like gary b cursing is somewhat extreme sure but i think in the, at the same time i think people are so against people being essentially fake and putting on a front yeah that him cursing and him wearing like he just wearing like jeans and like but see that's me so, yeah like i don't care i mean i think it I, helps his brand because it's more it's it, more relatable yeah i think because based on his on his market like yeah I mean, if I was going to go and I was going to go to Girl Scouts or something. <laughs> Coming in cursing. Right. Like, that, that maybe is not my market. But um, but also, like, at a, like in this community, uh, 
to be a member, you, you really, you know, we don't really have a lot of requirements. Like you don't have to have a portfolio or, you know what I mean? Like you don't have to have a degree or I don't give a shit about your resume. All that, <laughs> it's like the number one thing is, is that you have to have a working credit card? No, you have to. <laughs> you have. You just have to be a good person, yeah. right? Like you. That and that is the only thing that matters. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, believe it or not, like that has actually worked in creating this. Um, and you know, if you ever want to test a community to see like how solid and supportive they are, put them through COVID. Because I can't tell you, like, the the members that we have, I thought for sure, I was like, oh, my God, like, they're going to just, we're just going to lose all of our members. But maybe five have, like, quit, and, like, three of them have maybe put it on hold, and we'll be back. Like, but that's what I'm saying. Like, the, the community that, that this place has really kind of brought together, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's amazing. And then, like, so Paul will always talk about that. It'll be like, you know, just watching like the collaborations that happen. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's, that's on like a daily basis for me just to watch like all the different relationships form and, mm-hmm. you know, the projects that come out of, you know, a, a florist meeting up with a photographer, you know, and now all of a sudden they have like this new project going on um, that they've never, they didn't even know each other before they came here. Yeah. So, and just having that, that referral base is is awesome too like just the lead shares that go on you know just in here uh before covid i would say you know people were booking solid just because of the referrals yeah um, but and you, by that you mean a florist might come in and refer someone that bought yeah and yeah but like we get inquiries yeah exactly like we get inquiries that come in through the through online um because we have, you know, the, like, oh, you, you need this, let us know, we'll, like I talked about with the vendors, but, um, but also it's like, you know, now all of a sudden, a, a pastry chef now knows 10 new florists, mm-hmm. right? So, and then we also have, like, I would say our hair and makeup category, like the makeup artists and the hairstylists, like, they're kind of, like, the closest in the fact that, like, they tag in for each other like if they can't then they'll refer to each other they'll hire each other to come I mean that that category has really been like the most impressive to watch because um, just of like how close they have become it's 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 the community that has really just formed at first I'm like oh my god we're gonna we're gonna have to close up shop because people can't use this space because you know weddings plus COVID plus yeah yeah that sucks and co-working space like you can't go anywhere and you don't want to make a wedding so like what are you gonna do yeah so I thought oh my god for sure but sure enough like I have this photographer you know Stephanie Cameron who was like you should really do weddings and I'm like I didn't think of that so you know thanks to her like we've been able to pivot and do like these uh, small wedding ceremonies that have really like got us through COVID because but so it's it's like just all of these creative minds working towards one goal you know for the betterment of the community so i want to just backpedal again Mm -hmm. um and ask about you were you always so you were creative you said you did graphic design yeah graphic design and communications um but was on was I guess the entrepreneurial route where you wanted to go before college, like in high school, maybe even in grade school, what was it ever your idea to kind of start your own business? No, because I think now with like influencers and brand ambassadors, YouTube stars, TikTokers, whatever (laughs) you want to call it, I think that entrepreneurship or like working for yourself is much more prevalent Mm -hmm. and much more I guess, like it's idolized, right? Yeah. Whereas like when I was growing up, no, I mean, I knew I wanted, (laughs) I knew I wanted to go into graphic design, but the idea of doing something myself was never like, I didn't even really know what I wanted to be 
you know, so. I feel like that's the norm. In yeah. No, but it really is. And yeah. I think, like, you know, if you ask my daughters what they want to be, it's like, I want to be a TikToker, or, you, you know, yeah. or like, um, that wasn't ever really even an option because it didn't exist. Yeah. So uh, I think it just came. I don't even really know. I know, like, I was doing invitations for, like, a solid year for family and friends until I was like, I guess I should probably get a business license because I'm making money and I need to pay taxes. <laughs> like, how do I do that? Yeah. So, um, and then all of a sudden I was, like, a business owner, but it wasn't, like, I'm going to start my own business, you know. Um, it was just kind of, like, I don't really have a plan ever even now like I don't really have a plan like I know like where I want this to eventually get to but like I'm you know just kind of day by day like oh that sounds like a good idea let's go see how that works <laughs> you know um so because I find that what is that saying like if you want to hear God laugh tell him your plans I've so, never heard that really That's interesting. yeah if you want to hear God laugh tell him your plans mm-hmm really I've never heard that it's not a meme, it's like an actual saying. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but yeah, I always find like when I plan something, it never actually works out. So, you know, um, it's better just to, to just keep working really hard and eventually, hopefully it'll pay off. Um, I, don't really, I don't know. I mean, hopefully. Yeah, people work really hard all the time and then things happen and... Yeah. They have to close up shop and, um, or one thing or another, you know, life changes and I don't know. It's, it's hard to plan anything. That's why business plans are so funny to me because like where we were when we opened the space a year ago, like if you look at the business plan, you're like, sounds like a great idea, yeah. but like <laughs> it just, you know, there's so many different things that have happened. Yeah. Um, and then they act. I was again on the phone with somebody that was talking about like a franchise plan, and I'm like, I guess we could try it and see. That how sounds it pretty goes. cool. Yeah, I don't know. Is so, that actually in the in the works? Am I allowed to ask that question? No, you're allowed. Because okay. um, <laughs> I mean, I, was, I, I don't know if there's any like secret. No, 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 no. Non-disclosure type no, stuff going on. I uh, for my end game, yeah, for sure, I'd make you sign an NDA. But like for, I I wasn't sure. How to like? Where do I go from here? Like, if we make it through COVID, please. Like, if we make it through <laughs> COVID, like, how do you scale this concept, right? Like, how do you grow from here? Is it do you open up like a bunch of flagships? Because here's the thing yeah. that I hear all the time. I, there's a couple of different things that I hear all the time with the concept. It's like, oh my god, that's such a great idea. I wish I came up with it. Mm -hmm. Which to me is like a great compliment right yeah. but it's also like the other one is i wish one of these was near where i live okay that's i hear that a lot right like you should open one up in richmond or you should open one up in bethesda so the franchising sounds like a perfect yeah but i wasn't perfect. sure like okay so i know what i wanted to end up like on a bigger scale i always i just call it my end game i know what that looks like but do I build one of those and then I build a bunch of those? Or do I build like what it is now? Do I make a bunch of those? Like which way do I go? And so it was really helpful to, and this was a connection through SCORE by the way, Okay. for her, for her to be able to be like, no, realistically in her experience as a franchise expert, mm -hmm. right? you should do X, Y, and Z. So, um, I mean, yeah, of course, like we've been approached to, for investors. Um, but my belief was I didn't want to grow too quickly. And I also needed, and I still do need to work out the kinks before we, I make more of them. Yeah. Why not go faster? I guess what was the, the reasoning behind it? I'm out of curiosity. Well, because I've seen things that have grown too quickly and then exploded mm -hmm. and then, like, not in a good way, right? Okay. Um, yeah. Because, you know, there were just 
you know, we needed to make sure we get the pricing structure right. And we needed to make sure that the membership makes sense. And oh, by the way, do people actually need podcasts? Do you? I don't, you know what I mean? So yeah. it was, and we've only been open a year. Um, and like the, the concept itself, like it, it does and doesn't exist, right? Like, if you, so we did our market research when we were kind of putting together, like, okay, well, how do we actually want to form the concept? And like bits and pieces of all of this do exist, but just not all the stuff in one space because we do so many things in here. Yeah. Right. Um, that we really had to figure out, you know, how is it go all going to coexist in itself? Okay. Does that, does that make sense? It does, yeah. Yeah. It the, makes your brain hurt. <laughs> it's just, yeah, I mean, it's very, uh, I don't know, it's, I don't see, like, stuff like this I can kind of sit there and think about for mm -hmm. You go down the rabbit hole. You get down the rabbit hole mentally oh. and... Yeah, so basically, like, we, I just wanted to make sure, and, you know, and my business coach always says, well, the, the good thing... Because I worry a lot, like, okay, somebody's going to snag. Because you can't copyright or trademark a, a concept, mm. right? Or an idea. Like, you can't. You really can't, because I've asked our copyright and trademark okay. attorney. Okay. You know, I know, I'm just talking. <laughs> so, um, so you can't. So I always get nervous that, okay, somebody is going to take this and then, you know, build it quicker and faster and better. Yeah. But, um, I mean, and that is possible, the good thing is, is that we have about a year to now two years of a head start, mm -hmm. um, where we've like I really know, like this thing is is a living, breathing business. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's got a heart, it's got a soul. Like I said, it's it's my boyfriend. Yeah. So <laughs> to be able to, um, just pick it up and then just take it. There's the secret sauce. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and I just wanted to make sure that I knew it and I know it before I'm like, here, let's make it bigger and more of them. Um, I just wanted to get it right before we even thought about, you know, expanding. That's probably for the best. I heard of a, I heard of a guy recently, I think like last week, he, uh, he was doing coaching for like, I think an ATM business or something like that. And he, he pitched this program Mm -hmm. And I think he was charging like five thousand bucks a person or something. It was it was a decent amount, and he it went too fast. He got a lot of people that were interested in it, mm -hmm. and it was just him. And he he was like, I can't coach like a hundred people yeah. by myself. So of course they all got mad because they paid him like five thousand bucks and he couldn't fulfill right. his end of the bargain. So right. he almost got sued because they were all just like, hey, yeah. So he gave all the money back, but yeah. Well, the, I guess the point is. What you're doing is good. It's probably better to take your time and yeah. And I, I think also, I mean, like if we can, we get through COVID to be able to say that we were a business. Not only did we get through COVID, but we stayed alive. And stayed alive and we thrived, right? Um, that is better for our model. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't really know. Slow and steady wins the race, I guess. I don't know what's the right saying. Another speed so, related yeah. quote insert here. Okay. Well, one thing I like to always do in the videos is sort of get your advice for someone watching in a similar position. Well you you gave a lot of good advice already, but uh, yeah, I mean I guess it's advice, but it's also my personal opinion. So again. Take that for what it's worth. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, so I do want to ask for anyone watching, uh, for anyone that's an entrepreneur in general, but I would say specifically just sort of due to this industry, do you, um, if they're a female entrepreneur or an aspiring female entrepreneur, yeah. what would you, I guess, what would be something you wish you knew getting into entrepreneurship that you would? That you're going to have to have tough skin. Like really thick skin, um, and I think, I think being a female—I always say this—but like being a female is hard. Re again, relatively speaking, my—you know—this is all I know. So, um, like being a female is hard, but being a female small business owner that 
has a storefront brick and mortar is it's it's just really difficult it's hard to be taken seriously um you know it's like it's always cute and that's a you know i don't know so it's just uh you really gotta fight for yourself um and just have thick skin and just know that business is not necessarily personal um you know doors are going to be slammed in your face a lot you just got to kind of figure out how to pry a window open um <laughs> i like that <laughs> but i mean it's but it's it's really true you know and um so you just you have to command respect and um you know if somebody does say oh that's a cute idea or you know i don't know just just keep focusing on what you know you just stay true to yourself um and if you keep working for it I don't know. Like, that's not really advice. I don't. No, no. I really think know. that's great advice. <laughs> I think that's great advice. Yeah. One reason why I do think that's great advice is because, at least, this is just me personally. Mm -hmm. When I, I guess it was entrepreneurial. I don't know if call it what it is. I did a uh, a website back in college for college students, and it was like finance stuff and just general tips and tricks that yeah. college students don't always learn at all in college. Right. <laughs> um, and I took it personally because I tried to sort of pitch it to people to like go on my website and you know, you got paid because of the ads and all that stuff, but I didn't really care about that. And you, I would check the traffic and no one ever came on. Yeah. And I had it up for a whole year and I think no one, well I had it longer than a year, but the first year no one yeah. came on and you're sitting there, at least for me I was like, I'm like, Jesus, like none of my friends right. at least typed in the web address to like check yeah. it out and I took it super personally yeah and that's so. the thing though is like you always think and that was a big lesson for me is like the people that you think are going to be there for you uh, Paul said something to me that didn't really he's like the people that get you there are not going to be the people that keep you there yeah does that make sense it does yeah so you know just because they love you you know in personal life doesn't necessarily mean so it's yeah that's it that's exactly it but also maybe your market was not Particularly like yeah, the, no, the whole it, time you're saying yeah. that, I'm like, okay, well, maybe you gotta like adjust like what it is your content. Maybe it's not something that people value. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in hindsight, I was I did a uh, podcast yesterday. In hindsight, there was so much that I mean, with the marketing in general, I, I was my marketing was trash. Back yeah. Then. Um, and then too, it's like you're trying to pitch, my, like finance type stuff to college students who just want like drinking. Yeah, they, right. Your market. They're already, they're already <laughs> studying stuff, and they probably don't. Even, they don't want to take these tests and quizzes as it is. And now you're trying to like pitch them. Yeah. With more, with the interpretive work. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, in hindsight, it's like I totally did that wrong. But yeah, I, it's trial and error. It's very emotional. Really. Sorry. Yeah, not personal. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, um, mm -hmm. last thing, mm -hmm. I try to ask people if I remember. Um, and you did say you kind of just, you don't necessarily plan, you kind of just do, I guess. Yeah. Um, but is there any sort of idea of where you want to be both personally and in business five years from now? I know that's a huge, that's like a <laughs> I know, I laugh loaded. now because like, <laughs> what? If you had asked me in like 2015 where I would be, I, you know what I mean? Not, I'm, not in COVID. Not in COVID. <laughs> Honestly, like I have no idea. I just want my daughter to just be like happy and healthy. Like if that is it, then dude, I'd be like, I'd be fine. That's like, awesome. Bare minimum. You no, know what I mean? That's, that's actually asking for that's, a lot that's, though, right? Yeah. Um, my company? I, I couldn't even tell you. Because even if I told, if I was like, yeah, this is where I want to be. Mm. And then if I watched this five years later, I'd be like, motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I was expecting an answer like, you know what, Lenny? I want like 50 different locations. I want to be making like... Let's try keeping this one open here. first before we... Yeah. <laughs> Shoot for the stars, right? <laughs> well, I totally appreciate you once again coming on the show, Barbara. Yeah. Um, where is the best place for anyone listening or watching? Where's the best place for them to find you? they want to get a hold of you uh 
downtown Leesburg and 11 South King Street. <laughs> Look for the pink door, but oh, you mean online. Okay. Uh, I, like all the socials are a wedding loft. Okay. At a wedding loft. Um, and then just awedingloft.com. Okay. All right. <laughs> if you guys are watching this, I know I'm going to do an audio version of this as well, but if you're watching this and you live in Leesburg, if you live Northern in Virginia, if you live in Virginia, period, if you live in Richmond, if you live in America, matter. if you live in America, stop by, come say you're hi to person. Barbara. If you're, if you're alive, if you're breathing, <laughs> come in and say hi to unless, Barbara. Unless you're, if you're an asshole, don't come in. Yeah. <laughs> asshole, stay away. <laughs> Just the nice people. <laughs> But um, yeah, thank you so much I'm for coming on. Um, I'm gonna get a sign. A, a sign outside. You're, You're an asshole. Assholes. Don't come in. Yeah. Stay away. Take your ass out of this I don't think uh, the town would approve that. <laughs> Just saying. I will say though, that might be some. That could be some marketing in itself. You put a sign, and people just come by and take a picture. No there's, there's a sign down the street that yeah, says... Yeah, brick and mortar. They have, like, the best sign. Yeah. I take pictures I, and I post them all the time. I don't know where she gets them or if she comes up with them herself. If she does, she's brilliant because they're funny as fuck. They, they are. I meant to, I'm probably going to do them on the way back. But on the way here, I saw it. I just, like, stopped for a minute yeah. and laughed. I'm like, she changes them, up, like, daily. And they're always good. Good job, girl. If she sees this, yeah. All right. Um. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on the show. Of course. Guys, please follow Barbara. Come check out a wedding loft. Yeah, don't follow me. Follow a wedding loft. I won't accept your friend request. Until next time, guys. Take care. Bye.